Finally, you have escaped the ogre's cave and are running for your life. As you leave the cavern, dread sets in as you realize it is night and the partial moon above is just casting shadows into an already dark space. Without hesitation, you dash into the dark forest, charging through the underbrush, your only hope being that you escape the ogre that can't be far behind you. Okay, can you see where you are going? What if you have dark vision? We will answer these questions and more in today's episode. Hello Dungeoneers and welcome to another reading from the Tome of Dungeoneering. Now, I've got a question for you. Have you ever DM'd for a player or been a player that had dark vision? The answer to this question is almost certainly yes, because dark vision is one of the most common traits in the game. So if you have ever wondered how do I challenge a party with dark vision with darkness? then this episode is for you. Today we are going to shine a light onto that which is obscured. Let's go. So what do dim light and a layer of moderate fog have in common? Well, they make it harder to see, obviously, but for the purposes of Dungeons & Dragons, they both impose a specific penalty on players. Did you know that the same condition is applied to a character whether they are outside at night with a full moon overhead or swimming through a seemingly clear body of water? Well, it's true. This is because vision has nothing to do with the penalty being imposed. That penalty comes from obscurity. In 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, we've got two types of obscurity to work with. The first type is lightly obscured. That's stuff like dim light, fog, or moderate foliage. So when you are holding a torch in an otherwise dark room, and you are straining to see what is lurking at the edge of your torch's bright light, you are experiencing the disadvantage caused by your surroundings being lightly obscured. Whenever you or your players are impacted by a situation that is lightly obscured, there is only one penalty provided to us by the rules. Any attempt to perceive with sight will be rolled with disadvantage. That's it. The second of our two types of obscurity is heavily obscured. Let's go back in time to the very beginning of this episode. You're running away from an ogre and it's dark out. The moon is probably only occasionally shining through the trees, but is mostly just shadow. And while you run, you're getting hit in the face with the underbrush and spider webs while beads of sweat form on your brow. This is the definition of heavy obscurity. Again, the handbook provides us with only a few examples. They tell us darkness, opaque fog, and dense foliage count as heavy obscurity. When you find yourself in these sorts of environments, the penalties given are far greater than even the normal penalty of disadvantage. You are given the blinded condition. This means you immediately fail ability checks that rely on sight, and attacks against you have advantage on their dice rolls, 
while your attacks have disadvantage on their dice rolls. Okay, that is the primer. Those are the rules without any sight enhancements. Now let's take a look at how vision actually comes into play. You and your party are traveling on a cloudless night through an open field many miles from the nearest tavern or reprieve. Overhead, a partial moon casts a soft bluish light onto the land. This certainly isn't bright light, so would you call this dim light or darkness? It really could be either. This is where the vagueness of the rules gives you and your table the opportunity to be flexible. The player's handbook tells us that the soft light of twilight and dawn, as well as a particularly brilliant full moon, all might bathe the land in dim light. It's interesting to me that it says a particularly brilliant full moon. It doesn't mention a brilliant half moon or even a somewhat underwhelming full moon. It should be particularly brilliant. To me, that means anything less than that is darkness. I think it would be fair to say that if it was a particularly brilliant full moon, but you were in a forest, that would also very likely be total darkness, because it's just shadows being cast into an environment that was already dim at best. So how can players overcome these blinded conditions or dim environments? The game offers us three types of vision outside of standard vision. The first is the, of course, oh-so-common dark vision, which is the one that will get the most of my attention today. The second is blind sight, which comes in a few different flavors for the monsters of the world. And lastly, true sight, which is so powerful that you can see through the very fabric of the material plane. As a drow raised in the city of Menzo Baranzan, deep in the Underdark, your eyes quickly became accustomed to seeing with little to no light, and thus gained the dark vision trait. Well, what is that? Dark vision does two simple things up to a range of 60 feet. The first is seeing in dim light as if it were bright. So where you would normally struggle to see beyond the edge of your torch's light, you would actually see that as if it were just as bright as the rest of the torchlight. The second is that when in non-magical total darkness, you can see up to 60 feet as if it were dim, and anything you see would be a shade of gray. Far too often, I have seen players take that to mean that they do not need a torch or that they are invincible in the darkness. That just isn't the case. Admittedly, you aren't blind when you have dark vision, so that is a plus. But you will still need to make sight-based perception checks at disadvantage when you are in that total darkness. That means that when you are traversing a cave with no light, and a roper is lying in wait up ahead, and you fail that perception roll, it will look like any other gray detail that this cavern possesses. So what other ways can you mess with your player's vision? As we mentioned earlier, anytime you can lightly or heavily obscure something, you are going to be putting your players at greater risk. Let's explore this. The magic sword Demon's Bane rests at the bottom of a lake. 
After years of research, you are sure you are at the right spot now. You just need to find it beneath the silt. The water looks clear and the sun is shining brightly over your head. You jump in, and as you open your eyes, you realize the water wasn't nearly as clean as you had thought. I would call this lightly obscured. What about seeking shelter during a rainstorm? Think about the last time you were stuck outside in a heavy downpour. Yeah, you were probably fine, but seeing around you probably wasn't the easiest. Where I'm from, every spring we hide from pine pollen. It isn't a small amount of pollen. It gets everywhere and it gets into your eyes. It's scratchy like sand because the pollen granules are so large. What if your party is traveling through a thick pine forest in the spring? Would you have considered assaulting the senses with allergies? I would call those things, at the very least, lightly obscuring. You and your allies stand atop the mountain, haggard, tired, bordering on exhausted, and that's when you hear it. A loud roar bellows as a dragon descends to your location in a steep dive. As it nears the ground, it opens its wings and gives a mighty flap to slow its descent. Air rushes towards the ground with each beating of the dragon's mighty wings, each time kicking up a torrent of dirt, rocks, sand, and debris. All right, I need everyone to make a constitution saving throw against being blinded by the debris for one round. Oh, and also, Roll initiative. Now, unless you are playing The Rise of Tiamat, you probably won't fight a dragon every day. So what else can you do to cast heavy obscurity onto even your players with dark vision? Severe weather or whiteout after a blizzard. Whiteout is a fun one. For all intents and purposes, the party can see fine. But everything, and I mean everything, is blanketed in pure white snow, and the snow is still falling, and the sun is reflecting off of it, whiteout is not fun. You can't see anything. Lastly, I'll leave you with mud. Give your small humanoids mud and mud traps. There's nothing worse than dealing with kobolds with pack tactics while you have mud smeared in your face. Good luck. Thank you all for joining us as we shined this light into the darkness and hopefully helped give you a better understanding of how you might use obscurity to better hinder your players in the future. As always, we want to take a moment at the end of our episode to express our deepest gratitude to all of our viewers, fans, and other supporters. Your contributions, whether they are from sharing our show with all of your friends or supporting us on Patreon, means the world to us. Your continued support will enable us to keep doing something we are extremely passionate about. If you know someone that you think might enjoy our show, please consider sharing us with them. And if you want to support us directly, please consider subscribing to our Patreon. You can find more information at patreon.com forward slash into the dungeon and more of our content at inthedungeon.com. Thanks, and we will see you 
on the next page. Hey, is it Owlbear?